The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. I'm over here. Thank you. (laughs) They can't see you, Steve. It's audio only. I'm jumping up and down. What do you want? The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Uh, Doing really well, actually. I'm getting ready to go to Oregon tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to the trip and looking forward to the question. What do we have from a listener this week? What we have is a good one here. First, let me just apologize to Oregon. I am so sorry Steve is going to be there. (laughs) But I'm not sorry at all to this listener who's about to receive some excellent advice. Here's the question. I am in my early 40s, married to my husband for nine years, and we have one child. For the majority of our marriage, my husband has been neglectful, hurtful, and selfish. He had a pretty significant gambling addiction addiction and ran up large amounts of debt that put me and our family in a difficult financial position in addition to that he wouldn't spend time with us as a family at all don't even eat didn't even eat dinner with us but instead came home from work and went to the bedroom where he would eat watch tv and buy stuff online auctions until bed i did everything when it came to raising our daughter a few months ago i had the final straw and said i wanted a divorce he after a few weeks of denial and anger finally realized what he had become and pulled a 180 he is now acting like the husband and father that I always wanted him to be, stop spending money and apologize profusely for what he did. Here are the problems. One, I don't feel like I can trust this new and improved version of him. Eight years of horrible behavior doesn't change overnight to a great guy. And two, I don't really love him anymore. His behavior has chipped away at the foundation of our love for so long that it's just gone. Even with all these changes, I still don't want to be intimate with him. So should I continue to stick it out like I have uh, for the last eight years for the sake of our kiddo, even though I don't love him anymore, or cut my losses and move on? Can love uh, that's been so damaged come back? So we got some high stakes this week, Steve. Take it away. Yikes. Boy, this, uh, you know, people talk about daddy issues, but if I was working with this gal, I would at least go backwards to understand why she picked this guy, because this kind of behavior doesn't pop up overnight. There's... There's usually a few street signs along the way that the, in this case, the woman has learned to ignore because of the family she grew up in. And the only reason to go backwards would be so that she doesn't make this mistake again, because she'll pick the same guy wearing a different face next time. If she doesn't understand, get a little insight. But with regard to the question on the table, it's uh, obviously you and I don't know all the moving parts to this relationship in order to answer that question. But I will say... If you if you don't have the motivation to be in this for a long time before you make that decision, I would say get out now. Because I know I've said before on this show, women in particular are almost like the spike strip at the rental car facility in the airport. That once they cross over it, the spikes raise up and you can't back up anymore. Once women go into the zone of, I don't love you anymore, it is so difficult for them to return to that feeling. And frankly, it's, and I know this is cliche, but they say trust is like a piece of paper. Once it gets crumpled up, you can flatten it out, but you're never going to get it back to new again. And so she has to be able to reconcile 
tell herself if she stays with two things. One, it's never going to be the way that it was. And is that going to be good enough? And two, that um, this is not going to change anytime soon. Her not wanting to be intimate with him, that's going to take a while. And not just sexually intimate, but also emotionally intimate. Have conversations, enjoy each other's company. That kind of resentment got chipped away for eight years, and it's going to take probably several years to get back to a position of stability where she can even tolerate the thought of being in this marriage for the long haul after their kiddo leaves home. Because at some point, you two have to be staring alone over the breakfast table together, and that's when this thing really has to take it takes shape as a marriage again. Um, I will say just a couple thoughts in closing and tossing it back to you. One, if your kid's choice is to come from a bad marriage or a good divorce, I would say a good divorce is, a, well, not even me, the research says a good divorce is always better. So if you aren't going to love this guy and you're going to start taking it out on him and you really believe he's going to fall off the wagon again and that's going to lead to another tornado of activity, negative activity, I would say the good divorce is better. And then two is he's not going to be perfect forever. He's going to... He's going to drift back and forth a little bit. He's going to be resentful to you because of some damage that he has in his past, which has led to his behavior, because he's not coming out of a great family system either for him to just sort of collapse like this. So this is going to be tough for both of you to work it out and stay together. But if you're both committed because of the kid, I would say buckle in for the long haul and don't say if this isn't better in two weeks, I'm out. I would at least give it two years and say, if this isn't better in two years, can we withstand the storm, get with a couples counselor that we're going to have consistent time with who can guide us through this and also forgive each other along the way, then it's, it's it can't work. There's too much water under the bridge. I hope that wasn't too convoluted. My thoughts were all kind of pouring out. I, I think you, you painted a pretty, pretty clear picture there. And I'm going to go with, on this one, I think the letter writer already told us what she wants to do. Because, I mean, again, we never, we only know what they tell us. We get one side of the story. Yeah, but, sure, but, sure. I mean, she gave us the pros and cons, and there was a con list as long as my arm. And on pros, <laughs> it's like, well, he's behaving himself right now. I mean, that was really <laughs> the only pro. So I think this is somebody who's already checked out, who's already ready to go on. And if that's, if that's where you're at, if that's what you want to do, uh, I think there probably is no turning around, as Steve said. Because I think the amount of time it would take to rebuild this is is huge. Now, I, I will say this. I'm not. I'm never one who rejoices at divorce. I know people that people are always like, yeah, divorce is a good thing because it's just two people who don't love each other. They're moving on. But there's always something. I guess I, a little bit of a hopeless or romantic in me. It makes it makes me sad. There's such a there's such a finality <laughs> right. to divorce. It's like it's like a death. It's like there was clearly something good there at one time, and things went so wrong that you couldn't even revive it with CPR. It was just a corpse, and at that point, there was no going back. Uh, so I, I would say, yeah, don't go into this half-heartedly. If you if you want to save this, you've got to be all in. And if there's part of you that says, well, maybe we'll give it a try just for the heck of it, you're really wasting your time and you're wasting his. Because, uh, I mean, what what's the point of sticking it out for another four or five miserable years and ending up divorced anyway? If you at least, if you, if you separate, if you're sure you don't want to do it, if you're sure he can't stick to it, then he's got a chance to rebuild his life and figure out what's going wrong. And more importantly, you have a chance to rebuild your life. Uh, I think the things that would be really important there, Steve mentioned a good 
divorce, uh, it would be really, really important that you guys get on the same page as far as the divorce goes, because there are all kinds of divorces in the world. And we have all in our lives seen examples of bad divorces. Sure. And if this guy was a bad husband, I imagine he could be a much, much worse ex-husband. So that, that might be what you want to put most of your energy into if, as your letter describes, if you really seem to be on the way out, maybe making sure that you guys can make your peace, uh, you know, bury the hatchet on some issues and, and you know, peacefully split up so this doesn't end up being a war that's going to last the rest of your daughter's childhood. Yeah, and don't do it for each other. Do it for your daughter. That That's where the focus has to be. And it's hard for the kids because the parents are hurting. You said this is like a death, and it, it is a death. That's uh, People grieve, even in a horrible marriage, when the separation happens, when the divorce happens. Like, uh, people might feel, yeah, good, get rid of her, I'm sick of her. But when those divorce papers finally come through, there is a moment of pause because people grieve this like a death. A relationship has died, a big part of you and what was very important to you. You used to love this person. They were a big part of your life, and now they're gone. And that's a big deal. Well, this has been kind of a downer of an episode, but it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like we're on the same page here. I guess you know I, I have a, a I guess a, a broader question for you, and this is something I've wondered about for a long time. When somebody has major issues like that, uh, can they change? I mean, we always see people overcome this addiction or that addiction, but it sounds like every facet of this guy's personality changed in a very short order. I mean, is that a real thing? Can you change, or is this something you battle your whole life? Well, yes and yes. You're going to battle it your whole life if this is really an addiction of his. But I will say, I, I always say that uh, I call this the parent trap because parents that I work with with their kids fall into this thing. And I'll circle back to, to the point here. But parents will be like, my kid um, does X behavior 19 times a day. And we'll start a program and the parent will come in the next couple of weeks and say, it's, we got to do something different because now he's still jumping, doing whatever he's doing. And I'll always tell the parents, keep track, get a baseline. How many times does your kid do this now? And if the kid goes from 19 to 14, that's progress. But if you're not paying attention, 14 and 19 feel like exactly the same number and it has failed and we got to do something different. Couples can get into that too. I do believe people can change when a meteor strikes their planet. And it sounds like it might be just enough for her to threaten divorce with a with seriousness rather than just they're yelling F-bombs at each other, arguing and uh, threatening divorce and threatening all kinds of things. Well, this might have sunk in and hit the guy at the right time and he can change, but it's not going to be a 100% linear change where every day gets better. There's going to be setbacks. He's going to be crappy some days. He's not going to feel good some days. He's going to have a bad work day some days and take it out on her. Like they can fall into a routine. That's what regular couples go through, except to her, it's going to feel like like, aha, you're doing exactly the same thing again. This is never going to get better. Get out of my house. Like, you can't do that. There's got to be a little bit of, of wiggle room where you don't fall into the parent trap. That's uh, that, that's actually really interesting. Because I suppose, yeah, you could you could be moving in the direction of progress. But, you know, human behavior can't really be measured on a chart. So it's hard to know you know, what is, what is gaining ground and what is not. So before you do anything drastic, just keep in mind, do it because you think it's what's best for you, not because we told you to. I don't want wrong and wronger or 10 minutes to save your marriage coming up in divorce court. It's like, well, they said it. Well, and take, see a counselor, see a therapist. That's what we're here for. So pick up the phone and find somebody. Go to uh, the website I always recommend to people, and I have nothing 
I have no dog in the hunt here, but psychologytoday.com has a therapist finder, and you can search by zip code, you can search by male or female therapist, you can search by what their specialty is, by which insurance they take. Like, there's all kinds of filters, and you can find a person who's right for you. What was that website again? Psychologytoday.com. Look at us, plugging something to help people and not making any money from it. <laughs> I feel like a good person all of a sudden. It, it feels dirty. There you go. <laughs> I'll go ahead and jump back to plugging our, our podcast. If you want to send a send a question in to us, you can send that to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. And it doesn't have to be a question about a romantic relationship. It can be parent, child, parent, pet, coworkers, whatever. We'll we'll take it on and do our best to take a crack at it in ten minutes or less. This has been ten minutes to save your marriage, and that's ten minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs>